0: Turn the lights off, carry the Stanley Cup home, Colorado Avalanche with a fantastic two-to-one victory. Game six, Tampa, everything against them. When everything was for them in game five in Colorado, they just couldn't do it on home ice, and then they went and did it on someone else's ice. It still means all the same, and it means the Stanley Cup is coming back to Denver. A fantastic game. Avalanche with a shut down defense when it mattered most in the third period. And this is just the moment that that so many Avalanche fans have been waiting for for 21 years. And this is the moment. And it feels incredible. So Kyle and I will discuss everything. We have the entire season to get to. And specifically the postseason and this Stanley Cup final. We did it. The Avs did it. Celebrate. Love it. Let's talk about it.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: This is now the Locked On Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche podcast. Because the Avalanche just did it. Unbelievable. What a game, what a series, what a team. And you and I talk a lot. Where does this team rank? I think as the days and weeks and months start coming, a lot of people are going to look back and want to slot this team in somewhere for greatest franchise or the the best team in franchise history. I mean, I know emotions are running high right now, but they, they are up there. They have to be up there with everything that they have accomplished this year kyle and i are gonna get to it it's just you know, synapses are firing right now man it's just you haven't felt this you haven't felt this in 21 years feels amazing so I haven't cried like this in 21 years no no man i i, <laughs> I didn't know that was gonna happen yeah <laughs> it's like seinfeld when he's crying he's like what is this salty discharge <laughs> uh first things first thank you for making this your first listen of the day always appreciated follow the show on social media outlets lopn underscore avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, excitement. There's no concerns. Well, oh, forget that. Uh to lockedonavalanche at gmail.com and follow the show on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified whenever a new show goes live. Uh, this is this is good this is just gonna feel good for a long time. And the thing is, like r- the feeling that you have right now won't be matched. It may be ever. And I say that with Tampa Bay in mind, because Mm -hmm. Tampa, when you're going for your third, yeah, it still feels great. Don't get me wrong. Like winning that trophy, the greatest trophy in sports, it's the hardest thing to do. And you love seeing your team win championships. But the first one, let's say the Avalanche win back to back and then they're going for three in a row. You're not going to have the feeling when you're going for three in a row that you have at number one. And and you and I were both around alive and well when when they won both of them, the 96 in 2001. And you do like we even talked about this, like you forget those feelings you forget. And being a Broncos fan, you've had that feeling a couple of times yeah. uh, a few years ago. But for the avalanche and this being our, our number one sport, it just and everything that they've gone through. It, it, you're almost speechless. I just said a lot of words and I say I'm almost speechless,
1: but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's honestly, it's going to be hard to write another narrative like this. Like for a team to win those two cups 21 years ago, and then the peaks and valleys, like mm-hmm. the super team they almost had in 2004. And then the almost run with Duchesne in the 2010s and the wild. And then you had, the terrible season and then the rebound. And then uh, with this rebound, you're falling in love with like, you're really appreciating Nathan McKinnon and Gabe Landeskog, And then this new guy, Kale McCarr. And then you fall in love with like your LOCs and your Berkey's and your Mm -hmm. Bo Byram's and your Cadres. And then not only does this team put it together, they defeat the back to back going for three easily. Like any talking head says, this is a three peat team in their barn. Yeah. <laughs> it's you it's you can't write a script like this. This is just a legendary monumental storybook ending to a team that we've all fallen in love with. We know every member on this roster. You could like for you can make a case for Cogliano, every every member on this team we all love and the Avalanche finally yeah. did it. Well, the narrative changes now.
0: You know what yeah. I mean? Everything changes because we're as Avalanche fans, we're watching the coverage of this and every all the credit is being given to Tampa. And we're getting frustrated at that because it's like, well, we had a fantastic season. But you have to think about accomplishments. Yeah. And the Avalanche hadn't accomplished anything it's in terms of a championship. Clearly, it gives yeah. you have individual awards here and there and something like the president's trophy last year. But they haven't accomplished this so now you're going up against the team that has accomplished it two times over, and until you 100% unseat them, they're going to get a lot of the benefit of the doubt and assumptions that the the series is going to go back to Colorado. and And like I said, hey, we can be frustrated at that, but they're kind of right. Yep. You know what I mean? Until you fully beat the champion, whether it's you know just one time repeating or or two times repeating. You have to beat them. And now that the Avalanche have done that, I, I think, you know, it's it's every year after you go into a next season, there's going it's gonna be a different team. But yeah. you have the core there. You know what I mean? You're gonna have those depth players come in, come out, and interchange. But that doesn't matter because now you are tagged as the Stanley Cup champion. And and that will follow you around at least for the duration of next year. And if if let's just say the Avalanche are are not like they're not that they're they'd be strong. I think we're we're pretty confident, comfortable that they should be a playoff team next year. Yeah. But let's just say they're not playing their best going into the postseason. The narrative for the Avalanche now will be what it was for Tampa, mm-hmm. like because they have the pedigree now. And they have you know they have that chip. So everything changes. For today for for the good for the better and now this team now even believes even more that it can win and and that that is just something that you can carry around for you for the rest of their careers that they that they won this thing and they know how to do it for those depth guys that maybe go on to a different team uh they'll they'll have that you know if you're you're a bottom six guy and you go to a different team that's now playing for a, a Stanley Cup champion. Like, oh, he, he won a championship with Colorado Avalanche. He's been there before. Mm-hmm. So this is everything that, that we have built up for for so long. And there's so many things along the way. And it just started with the Jared Bednar era. That yeah. couldn't have started any worse. And it just methodically got better. Joe Sackick just seems to make all of the right moves whenever he makes a move. Save for the Carl Soderberg thing. Uh but other than that, like he 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 has a great team in place. And by team, I don't mean just the guys on the ice. Yeah. I mean behind the bench, in the offices. Um it's just it's just a, a great franchise and a, a great fan or a great it's great to be a fan of this franchise right now because this you just have to accept expect that this is just gonna continue.
1: Yeah, This is what separates you from having that kind of swagger that everybody talks about. Well, Vegas is a rough team. Toronto's a rough team. Like this could be their year. And then you don't hear about them anymore when the playoffs start. And this is also why you always hear about St. Louis. They had that one miraculous year. And when they hit the playoffs, it's always point back to 2019. You see what they did in 2019. They could still do it. Right. This is how you're going to be viewed now. You're going to be, well, you saw what they did in 2022 You can hear about it in 23, 24, 25. They're going to point back to 22 because of how you did it in 22. So this is what puts the avalanche from the team we know they can be. Now they got to prove it year in, year out. And now they got the the target on their back. And teams are going to start building to be like Colorado instead of Colorado building to beat the king on the throne.
0: Yeah. And all of that, all of the questions are are just washed away like all of those like you are not going to hear anymore uh avalanche can't get out of the second round avalanche not can't win the stanley Cup. like there's nothing there's it's 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 a a reset for the people that are coming after the avalanche for they can't do fill in the blank they've done it They, they, they beat a good goalie in in the final you know, what I mean, I, I think they beat good goalies in the first, second, and third rounds as well. But for those people, uh, you know, that were coming out with the well, let's see what the guys can do against a good goalie, they beat them. Yeah. So it's just every everything that you want. Like this is this is what comes with a, a championship. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and for a a mid market team like the Avalanche, mm-hmm. they're not an original six team. They don't play in New York. They don't play in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Like, but the community there that follows this team is so passionate. And for, you know, this day and age when, when, you know, sports are just followed more than ever before to get a championship in these times, people take notice of that, you know, and, and I, you know, for the most of these postseason, I'm always wearing like avalanche gear somewhere. I'm going like pumping gas and yeah. people are, you know, yeah. giving me the thumbs up or something like that. And, and it's just, it's infectious. It's infectious. And, and this could be, this is not. This team isn't built just to be a one-off. You know what I mean? This wasn't just let's just load up on talent, win a championship, and then we've succeeded doing that, and then we'll figure out next year. Joe Sackick has set this team up, uh, and there's still work to do with, with you know, signing guys for next year and things like that, and they're going to get to work on that stuff, and we will discuss all that stuff mm-hmm. in the offseason. But for right now, everything that he he set out to accomplish, talking about Joe Sackick and bringing in the right guys – especially with coach Bednar, not firing him after one season, understanding what he went through in that first season. It's you just singing this praises for everybody. It's, it's, it's an awesome feeling right now.
1: And it's funny you mentioned that about pumping gas and always wearing your Av stuff. Hmm. I have noticed, cause I've been wearing my Av stuff out in public a lot and it used to be when somebody sees that as logo, it's, Oh, you like hockey? No, it's now like, Oh, I love what those Avalanche are doing. Like people are not just recognizing the Avalanche logo. They're like, I've I love watching that team on television. And yeah. like you're getting like you are now setting the bar. And for everything they went through like the Bednar, like it's the Bednar era of Avalanche hockey and it's like now that we've won it, what are we going to do to build on it? Because it's one thing yeah. to get there. Let's see how long we could stay there. Because uh, yeah, you mean, have to believe in the core a little bit. Like I feel like we could be the new Tampa.
0: You could be. I mean, it's so difficult to do, and and this just shows you how difficult it is to do. But find a way. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not there thinking about like next year already. I, I'm going to let this marinate for for a long time. Uh, but you know, you you look at guys like, and we, we had to we had guests. Mm-hmm. obviously Gabe Landeskog is the captain who's he going to pass it off to first and I, I said eric johnson i don't i don't i think you were in agreement with that or i don't know if you yeah. said he'd hand it off to nate i don't remember but we we both were kind of i th- believe that we were both in agreement that it was eric johnson and it was and you know it, it, I, when when the clock struck zero got emotional yeah no problem admitting that um and then like there was a second wave when they showed Eric Johnson State when they're all celebrating, yeah. um, he's got two guys like headlocked. I don't know who they were and his face is just red and he's got tears coming down and he's like, it's unbelievable. I-, I think, you know, is there anybody else on the team other than, I mean, would he be the one that you're like, this is, this is who I'm most happy that has won. This Nas he's another one for everything that he's been through. In his life, yep. Especially his hockey career, what he went through uh with the St. Louis stuff, uh, and then you know, breaking the, the thumb and having surgery on that to questions if he's even gonna play in the Stanley Cup final, and then he did and made an impact. He's Nas. yeah, he's another he one. Was, that
1: he's was him. the that was the guy I know being the Nas stand, but like. Him lifting the cup—that was my third waterworks. Like I'm, I'm drinking liquids to replenish myself. I have poured so much out of my face during this celebration. Yeah. But seeing him win it, and I was surprised to see Cogliano so early in the cup passing around. Like when they did that, like, it was like four or five. I was like, "What are you doing, bud? He, wasn't he? I think he before was right Nathan McKinnon, Johnson.
0: he was right after Johnson. Yeah, I think he was the third one. And so they went Landeskog, Johnson, Cogliano, and I'm like. Okay, they're getting veterans. So I thought I honestly thought but J.J. Jay Johnson was, was going to be next, yeah. but it was McKinnon. I'm like, you can't put Nathan McKinnon down too far. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. But um, but I love seeing Burakovsky
1: out there. <laughs> Brian Murray, here you go, bud. Yeah, right.
0: Uh, Burakovsky, full uniform. Yeah. Sam Gerrard, full yeah. uniform. I think Sam Gerrard even had the shoulder pads and everything. Like yeah. he was in, full he was ready. Up.
1: He's good to go.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, and then yeah, yeah like I said, Burakovsky out there. But um, I kind of forgot about. Kale McCarr was Kale McCarr was like tenth to get it.
1: Used to say it was out there.
0: Aninin was out there. Uh, um, when they when the can't went to Kale McCarr, I was kind of a little bit annoyed because that's when they started interviewing Gabe Landeskog and they cut away. Yeah, but, but whatever. I mean, that that's my gripe with ESPN. But um, it, it, you could just go through the rock. Even Gabe Landeskog, right off yep. the bat, right off the bat, like he's been through so much with this team, and then to come back. To come back as a free agent, uh, and, and for this, for this reason. And whoever
1: gave uh, Abe Kubel the cup. <laughs> I missed
0: that. I missed that. Uh, I think it was moving my daughter to her bed. <laughs> she fell asleep on the couch. Uh, I don't know how I didn't wake her up, but um, I, I I must have done it. I, I mean, I'll probably look that up, but that's oh, not the only the time, time that thing's going to get dented. Like Oh, that,
1: no, no, no. It's going gonna to go through
0: a rough time in the next few months, so... Um. All right. I mean, we got a game to discuss. We'll talk about that. We have a sound check to get to a very special sound check. Uh, I think everybody could figure this one out, but uh, we still got to get to it. But first, betonline.net. It's your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. And it's already out, man. Like I got a uh, a notification. The Avalanche are the favorite for next year are we surprised no i love how they come out with this stuff already like when no no knowing well
1: when like they're waiting for the game to be over they're like send it yeah
0: it's like you know that there's going to be moves made and free ages moving all over the place hey but the avalanche are already the favorite uh find all the latest sport developments league reviews news including this year's uh nhl playoffs which are now over so you head over and over to major league baseball online is your continued source for all of your sport wagering information, including live betting and eSports. It remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And, yeah, I mean, for, for Colorado sports, like... This, this could be a, a good I mean you had the Nuggets. the nuggets are good mm-hmm. I don't watch a ton of NBA but I know that they're good and they, they have are. The, the back-to-back MVP um you have the Broncos who people are just really excited about clearly with the with Mammoth Russell Wilson um you'd like to see the Rockies do some things to get going but um, you know the
1: mammoth are the lacrosse champions
0: they won the cha- yeah yeah in you yeah, uh, Denver. University won won the Frozen Four. That's right. That's right. So you, you know you have a lot of good things happening in Colorado sports right now. It's, it's uh, title it's a good town. Time. <laughs> yeah, it is hockey town now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as this game goes, it was like again uh, another come from behind victory for the Abs. Uh, they gave up that first goal, and and I got to give a lot of credit to Darcy Kemper, not because he faced a lot of uh, shots, at least in the end. What did he – 23 shots faced, but he gave up that early one, and I don't put the blame on him for that. That was a bad turnover by Cale McCarr, uh, and it's one of those where it's like, okay, it went in, but you would have liked to see him stop it. Yeah. And then from then on, I thought he played a, a good game. I thought he played a decent game. I mean, you hold the team to one
1: goal, yeah, he played a good game. And this was something I mentioned in the uh, the lockdown Avalanche Twitter spaces. By the way, to everyone who joined us all year in those yes. Twitter spaces, you guys—words cannot describe. It. Love you guys. Yeah. Um, but it when that goal was scored, I mentioned that Tampa did exactly what they wanted to do, and Colorado is doing exactly what they wanted to do. Like Tampa wanted to go out there early, make an impact, and like kind of get the home crowd behind them. But you could see there was no struggle. There was no frustration. Like Colorado was outpacing Tampa Bay. And that became very apparent towards the second, the third period. Like they, want, they knew exactly what they were doing. And you could see like the offensive zone time, Tampa was dominating in that first period. And then slowly it started to shift. Yeah. That second period. Yeah. And then that third period. Like I never felt like, oh boy, here we go. This is going seven after that first one. Or here comes Frankie. Let's open the door. Here he comes. Like Hulk Hogan was there. So go ahead and play the music. Bring (laughs) him out there. Uh, But no, I never felt like this was one of those that Colorado wasn't. They were in trouble or behind or Darcy was bad because you kept, you saw him start to get more confident and there was no issues there. And you know what? It helps when you don't let them shoot the puck. It does help. Yeah. But I thought this was a game where
0: like momentum was constantly going back and forth Mm -hmm. in this game. Um, and, and in the second, I thought the wheels came off a little bit for Tampa, not just because they lost the lead. I don't know if that's what caused them to, they lost this, they did what was going on in those three inches between the ears went bye-bye to them. Mm -hmm. And, and that hurt them. And, and, you know, you have to give them a little bit of credit because it didn't carry over into the third, oddly enough, like third periods in this series were the best periods, you know, and, and it was. Refs were kind of letting things go; they were letting them play. And how Tampa was in that second period was so unTampa-like. I you know ask me. they were complaining about everything. I mean, they, they could trip over the blue line and then want a want a penalty on it. Almost uh, like they're coached that way. Oh my god! And I like Cooper. <laughs> I like Cooper, but it, it, this kind of shows you when when you're down, your true colors. You yeah. know what I mean? And I. I don't want to say like I lost like some respect for, for Tampa, but for that period I did anyway. Yeah. They were gooning it up a little bit. And and the abs weren't just sitting there and taking it. They were giving it back to them. Yeah, there were some penalties that weren't called on both sides. Um, uh, but but every time, well, both times the Avalanche scored a goal, Tampa's wanting to stop play and like complain about it. But you did see Cooper uh do a, a bench interview. like a few minutes after and he kind of said like you know let's move on they scored it's it's one to one let's move on so I like that stuff like I don't like the bench interviews but I like it for that purpose because for the rest of the game I would have just been saying like what's he going to complain about next yeah and I still could use that excuse if I wanted to but anyway like it was for the most part a back and forth game and you saw teams tilting the ice and they would be in control and then the other team would take it back and they would be in control you follow the uh, the game flow on NHL.com, and and you could see that you could see it was just like hourglass shaped, depending on who your your team is, because they would get possession and then lose possession, and mm-hmm. it was just it was a fun game to watch. And and I didn't think those two goals in the the second were going to be enough. I really thought the the Avs need clearly at least one more. You want one more to be comfortable. You want a nice two goal lead going into the third. Um, but I, I thought, you know, we got to hang on to this. But the defense in the third period for the Colorado Avalanche was a thing of beauty. And if we could uh, make artwork out of a third period and hang it in the Louvre, it would be that. Yep. Incredible lockdown defense while
1: still playing offense. They yep. didn't sacrifice the offense. It was great. And like to your point about you never felt comfortable about that 2-1 when we scored that second goal and more Tampa players were throwing their arms up complaining than like Avalanche players giving off a celly like when you watch that replay back there the four Tampa players in the zone all throw their hands up and are looking for a ref like to complain and at that moment I was saying this is where the ads need to pile on because they're the Tampa's not playing their game, their attention is like, diverted, right? Yeah, it's like keep piling on because this is as weak as you're going to get them be- before they go into the intermission and then they kind of like get tightened up and get back out there. But then I was shocked to see that defensive performance in the third period, it was locked down four shots in the entire mm. third period. Like that was absolutely stellar and textbook on how you want to shut down a team. That really has their back against the wall for twenty minutes. They're about to lose everything. Yeah, and use four, four shots on goal for Tampa in the third, like you said, all of
0: them in the second half of the period. Mm-hmm. Their first shot on goal came right around ten minutes from the neutral zone. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and even when they they pulled Vasilevsky, they I don't think they got a shot on net. Nope. They couldn't get anything going, and and that's just a, a testament to to the abs and game planning and knowing exactly what they wanted to do. And, and it worked, worked to a T. Uh, this was, it's a great game. And again, they gave up the, the first goal. And even against a guy like Vasilevsky, I'm not sitting there saying like this game's over. Yeah. Is that, that's what you hear. I mean, he is, he's a big game goalie and he does, you know, he shuts down a lot in in you know, elimination games, but the abs are a different team. <laughs> They're not going to back down. And, took him a little while to get going but you could see it how many times in the series did the abs just get better as the game went on and get legs as the game went on and it seemed like tampa got tired yeah and i'm not using altitude nonsense that's that's crap
1: i will it it affects everything
0: <laughs> uh but it did like the abs just got stronger um which is kind of surprising at this stage in the season you think you're in your in the best condition but it was a bruising game a lot of guys get got you know hurt along the way. Cogliano, McCarr even got banged up a couple times. Um, Gabe took but, one off the knee. in yeah, the final yeah. minute and a half. Uh, Nachuskin was just hurt going into the game. Not even yeah. sure if he was going to play, which is a big deal for him because he's your best forechecker. Mm. And if is, I, I remember reading something that was about like something with a hip or something, um, hips are important. For, well, I heard especially well, they when give you're, you. T- yeah, especially with skating strides and, and, yeah. uh, you know, forward checking and stuff like that. But he seemed okay. I, uh, what did he have? Wow. He played 2250 <laughs> on so one did, working hip. No, no slowing down. And, you know, we talk a lot about time on ice. This was all over the place for the Avs. Jared Bednar was playing his horses in this one and he wasn't going to, uh, you know, he wasn't going to question any of that. You had uh Alex Newhook only played 812. Nico Sturm only played 543. Uh Jack Johnson played 856. Darren Helm played 956. JT Confort played 854. Like that's a lot of single-digit time on ice. And when you look at your big guys, like I said, Valentin Chuskin 2250, McKinnon, 2229 uh landis got 21 58 in 2102 on the defense byram 25 48 taves 25.56, kale mccarr 24 21 like you won this game with your guns which yep. you know in the abs had many games throughout these playoffs where they relied on their depth mm-hmm. but i just don't think jared bednar was taking chances
1: no and let's we talked about the tempo all throughout the game. Like that's with <laughs> the third and fourth line, basically sitting on some single digits and you're writing your, like the poster guys, like it wasn't like a constant refresh and get back out there. Like you're writing the same guys, the whole game. And then it was just a constant, It it's what you love to see. And this is what, this is what you want in moments like this when the, when the cup's on the line and they're opening the case, this is what you want to see. I saw
0: that and I'm like, oh man, like, yeah, it's not over yet. Like, I get it. You have to take it out, but, uh, killed me. Um, and then you had Nathan McKinnon. Everybody's always going to be on him. Um, and he, and he got a goal and an assist. So I thought he played well. Like it, it's going to be tough against a team like Tampa. It is going to be tough to try to create. Tampa's defense makes you work. And that's one thing that you'll never say about Nathan McKinnon is he's not working hard. He's working hard, but you have to get Tampa some credit for kind of locking him down. But you know, eventually he's going to get a a look and he had one and it was on that delayed penalty. All right, let's get to our sound check. And uh, for anybody just tuning in, we do a uh, LOPN soundcheck, and these are songs that we pull from Spotify that we feel best summarize uh, all of the action. We put these songs over on a set list or playlist over on Spotify. Just search for LOPN soundcheck, follow it, and um, we will do them in the off season. Clearly, with like mm-hmm. we normally do them for games when big moments come, like draft picks or free agent signings, we'll do one. We did one for Cal McCarr when he won the Norris. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll do some creative ones over in the offseason. But for now, this is the Stanley Cup edition, which has to be more than just today. I think we'll do this. I said that we'd do this. Uh, I think when they went into the Stanley Cup, I'm like, eh, maybe we'll do it every day leading up to the Stanley Cup game one. But we didn't. But I think for winning the Stanley Cup, we have to drag it out for – A couple days don't you think
1: i I don't see why not yeah you have
0: to because for this one usually kyle and i pick one song each and that's not gonna happen today uh because there's one song that pretty much everybody in avalanche land gets behind and that's always played around the five or six minute mark when the avalanche have it when it's been synonymous with home games at ball arena and that is Blink 182's all the small things. So that is both of our sound check for today. We we couldn't go any other route. You have to I mean, pick this one.
1: We've done a whole season of sound checks, and that's the one we haven't put on there. Come on, everybody. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. it was coming. <laughs> so I mean, and it's like
0: <clears throat> we're waiting for it for this moment, yep, which is not guaranteed. Nope. So uh if it didn't happen, we just put it in our pocket till uh next year, but uh, that that that's what it is. We have to do that at least for for now. Tomorrow's episode, we'll do another one Yeah, with kind of like our individual picks. But for right now, this is more of a a sound check for like everybody. This is for Avalanche Nation, and it's and it's all the small things from Blink twenty two. Go follow the setlist, and I we gotta are we gonna continue it? Or are we gonna do like Volume two and start a new one for next? I like year? Volume two. <clears throat> Maybe I'll put a twitter poll up and see what people want they want to just continue it because right now it's like nine or ten hours long
1: it's, it's my every time i'm in the car yeah I'm playing it oh it it's is cool. awesome
0: It's great so uh go follow that lop and soundcheck over on spotify um con Smythe goes to kale mccarr really i mean i think everybody kind of saw that i think chuskin was maybe nipping at his heels a little bit early of mm-hmm. They maybe put a little bit more weight on the Stanley Cup final if you just go crazy, which Natchuskin had a really good Cup final. Yeah, if you were giving an MVP for just the Cup final, I think you'd maybe give it to Nachuskin. Yeah, easily. Yeah, easily. So I don't think anybody's really surprised that Kale McCarr won the Smythe. but um, yeah, dude. I, I mean, this is this is gonna feel good. Like I said, like you, you're gonna we're gonna wake up in the morning and. The Colorado Avalanche will be will be Stanley Cup champions, man. And I just remember, I watched every single game of that 16-17 season, as bad as it was. I didn't tap out. I didn't say, like, oh, this team is just going to lose again, even though you knew that they were. I sat and watched every single game of that season because that's when, like, you pick up on things uh, yeah. in, in bad seasons. You pick up on guys who are really putting in the effort, and even though you you know it's probably going to end in a loss. Um, and to follow it up, the very next year, getting into the postseason, which is one of my favorite moments in Avalanche history with the empty netter from Gabe Landeskog on Game yeah. 82, and they just all piled on top of each other. I didn't even care what they did in the postseason. Just to have that turnaround after one season – And then they just make their way to the pinnacle of of your sport. What else can you say about this
1: team right now, man? It's just, it's a
0: beautiful thing.
1: One of my greatest memories as a child was that 2001 Cup. Adjusting the rabbit ears on my TV, putting aluminum foil on the (laughs) (laughs) end, just so I could get it on my CRT TV late at night to watch the end of that series and how awesome that game felt. Hmm. And then fast forward 2022, I'm sitting here doing a Twitter space, watching it on TV. I have a second screen watching the ice pass, and I've got all those feelings again. Hmm. I think a little bit more now, now that you understand the ins and outs of an 82 game season, the players, what they had to go through, what this team has had to go through. This is something I think I'll remember for the rest of my life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then you had, you know, the unrivaled uh, show oh, that, that aired I watched earlier it. in the day. I watched it, timed it out 10 minutes before puck drop. Yeah. Unrivaled in for me.
0: So, uh, and, and you, so you had that air it premiered and then that just gets you going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they win it on the day that that airs, uh, you know, we're, we, we didn't get the, the home ice, you know, championship winning it on home ice and toting it around uh, ball arena. But we will get the images of the avalanche uh, coming off the airplane with it, which and is the, always nice.
1: And the parade is uh, June the 30th for everyone around the area. June 30th will be mm-hmm. the championship parade. Um, and if you're going to that, just behave yourself, please. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I'm like
0: speaking into like, you know, the ether here. But um, it, this is a happy time. We don't need to destroy things. Um we're still gonna be on cloud nine for this. so uh, Kyle and I will be back tomorrow and uh, continuing this and, and just we'll probably, I, I don't know what we'll, we'll come up with if I'm sure there's like sound bites and things like that, that we can put up and um, but I don't know how I'm gonna sleep tonight, man. like it's tough to to sleep when when your your team loses a game, especially in the the cup final, but and you get the nerves going. Uh, but when your team wins a championship, like enjoy this, Yeah, enjoy. we've been saying it all along. Enjoy like, you know, getting through the first round, enjoy getting through the second round, enjoy the sweep of Edmonton, enjoy just being in the cup final. And now mm-hmm. that they, they've won this thing, like I, I think, I don't think any avalanche fans are taking this for granted because they know no. it's been 21 years in between championships. And we've been saying it for how long, like this is never guaranteed. Never. And uh, I also want to, I want to thank you know uh, Adam Denker. Maybe yes. we can do a crossover with him in in you know a day or two to kind of look back on the series when everything has calmed down a little bit. Um, but I, I you know Adam and I are close friends, so it was just fun to to that our teams were in the cup final. But we are now only the second team to have won a, a cup championship, while Locked On has had hockey podcasts the first two were won by mr adam denker and we own the third one so gotta love it
1: that's good company right
0: there yeah man we're in good company with mr denker so uh all right avalanche fans uh sleep well if you can sleep at all and uh kyle and i will be back tomorrow and just keep Keep the smiles going all day long, dude. I don't you know. What betcha. To say. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. Obviously that is always appreciated. Follow us on our social media channels, especially on YouTube. Subscribe. I'm looking forward to YouTube comments tomorrow, dude. You, your work's cut out for you tomorrow. You're going to be there on there. Let's go. Uh congratulations avalanche uh it's been a a joy to cover this team for this season and and follow this team Uh, and it's a joy to do this on locked on and a joy to do it with my good friend shaggy von doom so uh thanks for tuning in everybody he's kyle sullivan i am chris Maselli. this is the locked on avalanche podcast as i should say it over it's the locked on stanley cup champion avalanche podcast Mm. thing of beauty see you guys tomorrow Go, Ebs, go!